Welcome to Day 226 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, Cindy Kemp and David Keefe. And we come to the writings of Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've arranged this reading plan, uh, we read the Gospels in cycles. So we began with the Gospel of Luke, and we read Acts and Paul's writings. And all of those are complementary because most of Acts talks about Paul's ministry. And then we see the churches that he ministered into. And Luke was a uh, traveling companion of the Apostle Paul. We've paired uh, the Gospel of Mark with the writing of Peter. If you come to the end of First Peter, uh, you'll hear just uh, the greeting that he sends Mark, my dear mm-hmm. beloved son. Mm-hmm. And of course, the two of them had a special relationship, and many consider the Gospel of Mark to be the recollections of Peter coming off of the pen of Mark. Mm-hmm. And so we move seamlessly from there to Peter's writings. Of course, as we came to you know Mark, you know chapter thirteen last week, we talked about you know the prophecy of the destruction of you know the Jerusalem and the end times and the persecutions that the church would face. And when we come to the writing of Peter, we find the church in the middle of those persecutions. Matter of fact, it feels really intense when you read through Peter. And so Peter, you know, takes uh, the church scattered, you know, in the different regions of Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia, and he writes to encourage them to stand strong in the middle of their trials and to not only endure the trials, but to receive grace in the middle of the trials through God's work in them as, as they stand up under underneath these trials. Peter is such a beautiful uh, writer. Of course, this is coming from the pen of Silvanus, uh, but Peter's thoughts, he takes the Old Testament images, he calls us exiles, he'll call mm-hmm. us a priesthood, he'll call us people who have been sprinkled, you know, not by the blood of, you know, a sacrificial bull, but by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he takes all of these Old Testament images and applies them beautifully to us. And you have a great picture of the story continued, not only through the Old Testament, but the Gospels mm-hmm. and in the church. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we come to First uh, Peter chapter 1. And uh, before we read, we always pause in this moment, you know, to uh, prepare ourselves to meet with the Lord and to ask the Lord to meet us here with His grace through His Word to continue His work in us. So before we do that, Cindy, could you Mm -hmm. lift us up in prayer? Sure. Father, and we do come to this moment just um, impressed with you, Father, uh, thankful for you um, in awe of who you are. And Father, yet you have uh, loved us while we were far from you. And you've brought us near, and you've given us incredible grace and mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. So we just pray, Father, that you would open our eyes to the words that you have for us uh, this day, and that you would teach us. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. First Peter uh, chapter 1. Peter, an apostle of Christ Jesus, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and his great mercy has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. His inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. 
These have come uh, so that the proven genuineness of your faith, greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you've not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy for you're receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning the salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that has come to you searched intently with greatest care, trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. So obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a Father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead, and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for one another, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living, enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, all the glory is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So nicely written and so rich. Peter's good. Yeah, his description of who we are in Christ, his description of what we endure in this world, his description of God's purpose in us, his description of the salvation that is kept for us in heaven, but which we're also experiencing even in this moment. You are receiving uh, you know that that helped us out, which is the salvation of your soul. Um, gorgeous book all the way through, and this is, you know, a common fisherman. You're reminded yeah. of you're reminded of uh, you know what the leaders in Jerusalem said. You know when the, they brought them, but you know before the Sanhedrin, uh, they were said these people have been with Jesus. Uh, they're thinking differently. They're speaking differently. There's a rich sense of awareness of who God is and what he's about and what he's doing and uh, what a beautiful what a beautiful portrait mm-hmm. I even love at the start you know as he's introducing the letter and he's, he's, he's addressing the audience he he kind of addresses them as exiles but even before that he calls them God's elect you know I just mm-hmm. love that kind of play right there he's like first and foremost you're God's elect mm-hmm. you know he's chosen you before the foundations of the world like you you're inheriting all this. And, and as your time in exiles, though, you know, and he calls us how to live a certain way. Yeah. But I just love how he's positioning us in mm-hmm. what God's doing before kind of the present experiences that we have on this mm-hmm. earth. And, of course, both of those are images of Israel. You know, Israel 
uh, you know, in uh, the Old Testament, or the people who were chosen by God to be a royal priesthood to the nation. So a lot of times when we think about elect, we think about the individual privilege of belonging to God. But uh, not only has he chosen us to know him, he has chosen us to make him known. And, and so you have these two images of the people who were chosen in order to reveal the glory of God, but you also have the condition those people found themselves in as exiled throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And you, you hear this when he calls us foreigners, mm-hmm. he talks about a people who are displaced. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, we, we feel very at home where we live, and yeah. we're very much in love you know, with the place that we live. And, and he said, that's not who you are. You're not a people who belong, you know, to this country. You're a people who belong to a greater country, in in the words of uh, Hebrews chapter thirteen from David's mm-hmm. sermon a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Sounds, but anyway, yeah, you're not a people, you know, of yeah. of, of this of this kingdom, or of this nation, but of a greater kingdom and a greater nation. And as you live here, mm-hmm. do everything that exiles were called to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Seek the welfare of the city and yeah. build homes and marry and live mm-hmm. in yeah. peace. As the city prospers, so you will prosper. Uh, but our longing and our hearts are be set somewhere else. So I, I love the whole idea that he calls us exiles and foreigners. Mm-hmm. And Peter, just um, in that first section too, has just really been able to bring in some the rich beauty of some theology there, and the, that he's talked about God the Father, the Spirit, and the Son, which is kind of cool to see the work that's being done you know by now each it's, yeah, on our behalf every bit of this is so rich in theology mm-hmm. i mean we, we often say that of paul yeah. uh, but peter is you know every bit as adept you know with with the old testament and the application of his story to us and, and you write this beautiful being you know, a trinitarian mm-hmm. you know formula formula to god's elect exiles scattered throughout the provinces of pontius and galatia and cappadocia and asia and bithynia who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of god the father through the <laughs> sanctifying work of the holy spirit to be obedient to jesus christ and sprinkled with his blood mm-hmm. chosen by the father sanctified by the spirit mm-hmm. sprinkled with the blood of christ yeah. for the purpose of all, all of these grand moves mm-hmm. you know not simply for the purposes of us enjoying our salvation mm-hmm. they're for the purposes of us living lives and obedient to the one who gave himself for us and redeemed us mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful description of what we've been called to yeah. we see that again as he says to be holy as he is holy so yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. and again you hear uh, the mm. echoes of leviticus yeah. and everything that uh, you know that they're called to do in the law the reason they're called to do it is to be a reflection of the heart and character of the father mm-hmm. who has called them and everything we're called to do in the gospel is to be a reflection of the heart and the character of the one who, who called us through his foreknowledge, through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit, to be obedient to Christ, and we've been sprinkled by his blood. Mm-hmm. And even continuing, as Peter continues to pick up on the Old yeah, Testament themes, so right, much. we see... We're just going to read the whole yeah, thing. Just yeah, just read the whole thing. Yeah. But I love seeing... Yeah. I mean, we just got off the Gospel of Mark, and so we, we've seen, you know, Peter at his lowest, and then he sees the resurrection, and now he's speaking of the resurrection in the opening mm-hmm. verses, kind of in verses three and four, you yeah. know. That, you know, God in his great mercy has given us new birth and a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And we always know the old the, the folks right. in the Old Testament are waiting for this inheritance of a land or a, a king or all these things. But he's like, no, the resurrection, it points us to this much greater right. inheritance. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to inherit 
a nice place on earth. We're going to hear it so much more that's in Christ for Jesus us in heaven. Yeah, it's guarded. You know, and of yeah. course, that's what Jesus said: "Where moth, you know, does not destroy, mm-hmm. rust does not corrupt, and where a thief can't steal." You know, it's a inheritance. You know that we're inseparable. You know, uh, from them, and you know we are right now in the middle of this persecution. Described again, you know, in Mark, you know, chapter thirteen, that uh, the last days where the stars are falling from the sky and the sun and the moon are, are being darkened, we are shielded by His power, in, in the middle of all of this, yeah. that He is keeping us, you know, in this, you know, in this time of in this time of trial, and then of course verse six, you have to love this, and we're quickly running out of time. In all of this, you do what? Even though you're in all of this, you greatly rejoice. Even though for now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer trials uh, of many kinds. And like I said, I'm just going to read his greatest hits. I love verse 8. Though you've not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him, now you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. There it is again. For you're receiving, mm-hmm. not you will receive, you are now receiving the benefits of the gospel, which will be your full possession when you see him face to faith. That whole section of 10, I guess, to even 12, where he is talking about the prophets, Mm -hmm. um, that they were even searching intently. And um, I loved it. Let's see where it goes in 12. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you. I mean, all of a sudden you realize you've gone way back here in the Old Testament and it's us, you know. It's you, and I love that how that is is kind well, of. Well, he even finish, he even finishes that mm-hmm. up with even angels. I know. <laughs> long to experience what you're experiencing. Yeah. It's it's a foreign experience to them. Yeah. To have received all of the promises of God, and for those to be fulfilled in Christ and through Christ, to be fulfilled in us, and, and the prophets are just seeing this, you know, these vague images. And, and of course, Jesus has taught you know Peter and the rest of the you know the disciples and the apostles to see Him revealed in the Old Testament, and, and they could see the glory of the Old Testament, but they couldn't see the glory of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, we live in a privileged position where we have we have seen the Holy One, um, and, and it's a, a wonderful image you know that they, they've, they've given you know given us here. Mm-hmm. That's great. And even in that, too, it says um, they were trying to find the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing. Um, The Spirit of Christ was in them, and I love that pointing. And so, Where you have the Father, you have the Son. Where you have Mm -hmm. the Father and the Son, you have the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Spirit is the Spirit of the Father and the Spirit of of the Son. Mm -hmm. And uh, so even though they they didn't know the name of Christ, they Mm -hmm. uh, had... Christ, uh, Spirit of Christ, inspiring them mm-hmm. and uh, giving them the visions you know, that they have. And then verse 22, now that you've purified yourself by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for, one another, for each other, mm-hmm. love one another deeply from the heart, uh, now that you have, through the gospel, uh, been not only you know, transformed in your love for Christ, but your love for each other, mm-hmm. keep building on that love. You have... Uh, sincere love for one another now love mm-hmm. each other deeply yeah. go even deeper for you've been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable through living enduring word of god mm-hmm. we're leaving a lot of things on the table but it's time for us <laughs> yes. to close david could you lead us in prayer yeah let's pray father thank you so much for 
chapter one of first peter and all the wonderful truths that we can behold and how they they give us great hope in the middle of difficulties and they remind us of even though we are exiles we have um, uh, an inheritance to come um, that far outweighs anything we could ever receive or possess on this earth and so father may that be our true possession that we look to may we look to christ and May he give us strength for the days we find ourselves in. May we be a people who pursue holiness and and pursue love for one another. Um, And may we live as those who have been born again um, through the imperishable seed of Christ. And so, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the hope it gives us. May we be your people for your glory. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.